This was just an episode of Tangent. It really was. <laughs> and that's going to that's gonna probably be the title. Hey everybody, Kevin O'Connell with the Niche Movement Podcast. It's been a while since we've been back here, but I'm super excited to bring another episode. This is a lessons learned episode, wrapping up what we're calling season two. Uh, we had a season back in uh, last summer. We had a season this March through April, and uh, we've had some amazing guests, but really, I think what this is, and we wrapped it up in the final part of this episode, is it's a bunch of tangents, but really heartfelt advice and lessons learned from not only Dan, Hannah, and I, but from our guest, um, both from the business side as well as the career and leadership side. So please enjoy, and uh, please uh, just be patient with us as we're going to pump out some more content this summer, but thank you guys for listening. Hey everybody, Kevin O'Connell with the Niche Movement Podcast. We have Hannah back in the hot seat. We just set off camera. It's been a while since it has. both our schedules being aligned as well as we've had guests. We've had a lot of guests. We've experimented. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this episode, we have some notes on our board, but uh, I texted the team and thought it'd be really fun. And I think it'd also be cool for you guys to figure out what are the lessons learned? What did we, we hustled our last two or three weeks uh, or hello, two to three months. It feels like it was two to three weeks. Yeah, but, it's felt fast and at the same time, it's been a long road. Yeah. So we've, we've been up to a lot between the niche room, between our digital storytelling agency, uh, and we have a lot more big news unfolding this summer. But we figured, what did we all get out of this experience? What have we been learning? Especially what have we learned with the podcasting? Um, our guests that we just alluded to, what did we learn from them? And so we're going to kind of take this in a couple different directions. Um, but I think it's important because we are learning a lot of valuable um, tips and tricks and tactics and lessons that we want to share with you guys, both from a business standpoint, personal development, and that's why we're doing this episode. Um, so where should we begin? Actually, this is where I want to begin. Snapchat. I have it written on the board yes. there in my Let's sloppy handwriting. Um, if you're not following at Niche Movement on Snapchat, this is a place where we are pretty much five to seven days a week. We have somebody new. Dan's taken over, Hannah's taken over. We've had uh, somebody from Twitter, Pinterest, the Dr. Oz show. Uh, we have a hypnotist tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. taking it over. I really don't know what he's gonna do with it. Um, but it's a day in the life of people that love what they do. Maybe he'll hypnotize us. Yes, we'll see. Have you also, guys... his title was comedy hypnotist, so yeah. I don't know. I think it's for college campuses. Have you guys seen the Facebook videos of like the magician that like is like, if I get your answer right, you have to like my video or share my video or he guesses that stuff. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what what Eric's gonna do tomorrow. But basically, every day we have somebody different. So coming up, we have somebody from Pepsi that's a distribution manager. We have somebody from Drexel University. Uh, we have some really fascinating people taking it over, talking about entrepreneurship, uh, higher education, all different days in the lives of what they do and why they love what they do and how they do it. So at Nitrumen, follow that. Tell others that are looking to be inspired and connect with others to follow that account too. So that's our plug. Um, so lessons learned. So Hannah, you wrote on our board back there some some interesting things. Where where do you want to start? Do you want to maybe share a lesson? Do you want to ask me or Dan a question? Um, I guess the first thing that I'll say is that when I was thinking about the lessons that I've learned, uh, being here, doing the podcast, doing everything we've been doing, um, I had to reflect on the fact that uh, this internship was originally supposed to be for credit at school. Um, my school did not accept it for credit. Boo. Um, but so I was thinking about the fact that all that I've learned doing the podcast and everything that we've done has given me so much experience and I've learned so much from it. 
um, that it almost seems silly that I didn't receive credit because in my classes, while I did learn, you know, a new program, some technical skills, all that, I feel like the experience here has been much more informative than actually sitting in a classroom, which is kind of a shame, I guess, for my school, but uh, good for me because I've learned so much. Um, so we'll get into some of the stuff we've learned. Um, I wrote down getting out of my comfort zone. So, so, so share one. What's one thing you've learned outside of the classroom and like what, you, you know, and I think we kind of alluded to this in the beginning of the internship that I, I thought in the first two weeks you like had a portfolio and did work that I don't think other people would see in a full semester. So what is something, was it pushing comfort zone or what did you learn? Um, that's probably the thing I've grown in most. Uh, just the fact that we're sitting here and having a conversation and I don't feel very nervous. I feel a lot more comfortable than episode eight, which was our first episode way mm -hmm. back when. Um, yeah, just learning to talk to people I don't know because in our experiences here, we've discovered that talking to people and hearing their stories uh, can not only help you, but it's really interesting just to hear what other people are doing and it, it's inspiring. What I, what I couldn't believe is, is just between Vince and Emily and Andrew, like their stories, um, they're all different levels of their career, they do all different things, mm -hmm. but um, just like we alluded to in one of our first episodes, they're all still figuring it out. We are too. Um, yep. And, and I think that's why we're doing this because we're looking at this kind of like this is the end of season two, if you will, because I did a bunch in the summer of last year. We did a bunch between uh, February, March, and now April. Uh, I, like I just alluded to, I don't think we have a chance to record it much in May. So this will be we'll bring season three back this summer. Um, Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Dan on the spot. So aside from learning that he needs to push the mic away from me and keep me from tapping and fidgeting. Um, what did you learn? And whether Dan wants to get on camera or not, or he just wants to shout on, oh, he's going to get on camera. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. One thing I've learned is that it's really important to uh, stay creative. Um, doing video, the thing that's probably going to take up most of the work is creating, like, uh, regular content that, you know, like this podcast or, you know, any other kind of thing that you release, you know, every week, every day, every month. And um, those things can sometimes get boring. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. like this podcast, there's like an intro and an outro. And it gets repetitive. Yeah, there's not a lot yeah, of cutting it's like, or creative you know, editing not, there. It's, it's, it's a good and bad thing when you kind of master a skill or a process, but it's like, right. how, can you, how can I as, as, a, as a leader uh -huh. not make it redundant, but as well as how you, how you guys can keep it right. fresh. Yeah. So, one thing that I think that that makes me want to do is, in the things that I can be creative, being creative in those other things, you know, it, uh, it goodness gracious, um, <laughs> like, all that pent-up creative energy that I, um... Sometimes it does get stuck when you're doing the same old thing, right. week in, right. and week out. So, um, being able to use that creative energy and, you know when you're doing your other projects, like focus on doing a different, you know, one thing I always like to do is like on every video I do for someone else, I like to play around with motion graphics and make a cool new intro or an outro because, you know, those always, like first of all, they like up the production value mm -hmm. and uh, they're a lot of fun to like figure out because yeah. you know there's different you know animation things you can do with those. And it kind of progresses as you progress. Like when you learn a new skill, you're excited to use it, and you want to use right. that tilt shift or whatever the tracking yeah. blur. 
So. And so we were talking about this upstairs, but I think the way I would sum this up is like experimenting at least, whether it's design, it's the podcast, it's the video, it's a, it's a way we're doing something. Like even if it's a small tweak, like a new font or a, a new motion blur or a new, a, a slight thing, a variation on an intro, outro, or or learning how to do tracking, right? And you like we talk about like learning through Google and learning through just experimenting. Like, oh, that needs to be tracked. It's not there. Like just literally spending that extra 15 to 20 minutes learning how to do a new skill, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Like it's experimenting yeah. one little tweak at a time. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think what, what you allude to as well is it, it ups the production value for us, for your client, for whatever it might be. And it ups um, your value as an yeah. editor that yeah. you are gaining these new skills. Yeah. And the way I would say apply that to your job, because your job isn't creative necessarily for those listening, is, uh, you know, if, if there's something that you have to do, you know, routine day in and day out, for, you know, can you, can you host that meeting in a different location? Can you host it at a different time? Um, can you write the report differently? Can you make it visual? Um, yeah, that actually reminds me of, I don't remember who said this, but one of our guests on the podcast said that when you're in a job that you're not totally, you know, pushed out of your comfort zone, you're kind of in a lull, if you will, that gives you the opportunity to try new things, experiment, reach out, practice your own Mm -hmm. skills that you want to better yourself at. Yeah, Yeah. cool. I can't remember who said that, though. Yes. Well, it's either Emily, Vince, or uh, Andrew. Dan, you mind just checking Facebook Live and and we can, uh, well, that's that's behind the scenes. That's all you're getting. (laughs) Um, I think one that I want to share is, and I'm looking at the board, but and I said it is eating your own dog food. I'll never forget when I, uh, I think it was four years ago, I was working at Rutgers. We had a chance, we had a friend of a friend working at Google headquarters. We went there and she showed us all the different rooms. We said, oh, this room, or, or, or you know, we're rolling something new out, but we're eating our own dog food first before we release this software or product to consumers. And obviously I was like, what does that mean? She said, we're actually, we're using our own advice. We're using our own tools to figure out how does it work is it user ready? Mm-hmm. Um, and so up until probably January, I spent so much of my time em- emphasizing I need cold outreach to get more clients. I need to do Facebook advertising and do all this stuff to like get my name known right now. And what I realized is eating my own dog food is I need to preach, I need to practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's putting out content. Yep. And so the, the three main buckets of, of, of the business is uh, the niche movement, the career and leadership and community inspirational side, the digital side, and then there's somewhat of my personal brand. And so I really kind of shifted gears and said, what's the network right in front of me and what can we do to produce content? And mm-hmm. so what we've all been balancing is doing this podcast. Uh, Mandy's been in charge of our blog. We're putting out two blogs a week. Uh, Dan's helped me with some of the social media tip videos that we've been putting out, mm-hmm. um, tweeting, putting out quote cards, showing the behind the scenes on our Snapchat and our Instagram account. So like we've been telling our own story, yeah. which is exactly what we tell and help our own clients. Yeah. We, right? we tell everyone to do this and now yeah. we have yeah. to sit back and say, are we doing it yep. as much as we should be? And that's something I've learned and mm-hmm. I've taken into my personal life as yep. well. Um, I was telling these guys upstairs that I have a Flickr account and that's where I upload most of my photography work. Um, and I think I went about a full year without uploading a single yep. thing. And, uh, it's not because I wasn't making art. It's not because I wasn't working hard. It was just because I didn't find the time. I didn't think it was as important. And after hearing uh, people's stories about how you know putting out the content reaches people and all that, it inspired me to do that for mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. So now instead of having to play catch up, I'm just trying to you know keep uploading and keep keep showing that real real time view into my life and my work and mm-hmm. what I'm doing because uh, that'll be useful 
you know, just for life, for yeah, jobs. Keep it fresh. For, yeah. I, I think what I learned is, is, is what we're doing, this takes effort. Like we could easily, like it's five o'clock now. We could have been like, hey, we're done for the day. We just, we went through uh, about an hour and a half of footage from one of our other projects we're working on. But um, I was like, no, I want to record this podcast. I think it's important for our community. It's, a, it's important for us to reevaluate everything. And um, so it takes effort to tell our own story. To, mm-hmm. to I think I saw you grabbing a Snapchat or an Instagram pic. I did a Snapchat on my personal account, so it's behind the scenes. But it takes like five to 10 seconds of effort. And when you kind of compa- compound that over a day and a week and a month, you have content, you're telling yeah. your story. The, the two quick examples I would share of why this is working is we put out, um, I did a keynote reel of all the speaking engagements I did over the last few years. Dropped that in multiple places uh, over the last handful of weeks. It landed on, our, on my LinkedIn account. A former colleague of mine, Jess, comments said, uh, she saw it, she said, wow, this is awesome. I need to figure out a way to get you to my campus. Jess and I haven't talked in a while. I was shocked. Uh, I decided, all right, cool. Like in three or four weeks, let me follow up with her. Hannah recreated our press kit and, and Jess says, hey, thanks so much. What are you like? We got, we, the dialogue started mm-hmm. all because I put a freaking LinkedIn video app, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and how long did it take you to upload that? Like four seconds. Exactly. I mean, it took some time to, to, to put the video together, so, sure. but now I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is uh, one of the videos we produced for American University, I shared on my personal Facebook. Um, I didn't have to do that. And s- somebody commented like, oh, my husband works doing the same thing at a different college. And now this guy, like he's in our network. I don't know if he's interested or how we do it, but like him and I have spoken through email and, and have had some dialogue. But again, my network is just growing one by one by one by mm-hmm. telling our story and putting content out there. And so that's why I say practice what you preach is what we have on the board, yes. eating your own dog food. Um, and, and that could be whatever, whatever your expertise is, but yeah. that's my lesson learned. And so. uh, that actually reminds me of the Facebook message I received recently from mm-hmm. a college friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he'd been tuning into our podcast and been looking at our content. Because we don't know who listens. Yeah. And it was such a funny coincidence because I hadn't talked to him in a while. Um, and so he said that after listening to our podcast, he was inspired to reach out to someone that uh, he'd, he'd known in the past, but he never really spoke with um, just to try reaching out. And uh, he did. And they ended up having an opportunity for him. And now he's working on set uh with a production company yeah. that I guess is working with Disney. So that's a pretty big deal. It's cool that that Congrats, just... Congrats, Dan. <laughs> that is. And just uh, the fact that we are just literally somewhat bullshitting and sharing our experiences and other people's experiences. But like, he got inspired from that. Yeah. Like, and just seeing that message made everything that we mm-hmm. do feel mm-hmm. so much like more worth it. Um, we reach out and we don't know exactly where our content is going, but to get feedback always feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, to know that we have affected people. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think maybe we go that way. So we've done Stay Creative. I think um, do we, we kind of touched a little bit on routines, but I think the other lesson we is like routines are good. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Anne. I, I, <laughs> I want you to talk about that because then I can share on the, on the client side, but you can share yeah, kind of so, what, what you meant by that. Um, having a routine is good. So we've realized that in the podcast, we have a pretty pretty good process down. Um, we record film. like every other Thursday. Wednesday or so. Thursday we film. Uh, we get the footage to Dan. Dan edits the audio and everything and gets the audio up for me. I listen to the audio. Mm-hmm. I write down important quotes. I make quote cards. Uh, he puts the video on YouTube. Then we release on Wednesday, is it? We yep, release it on new. Wednesday, yep. uh, promote it on Buffer. So it's kind of like a five-step process. You know, film, edit, uh, make content, and publish. And that's what we do every week pretty much. 
Uh, so having that routine is really helpful because you just you already know what you're supposed to do and you can just do it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't weigh on you, doesn't overwhelm you because you know exactly what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I think um, the pros and cons of so like we're in a startup environment, like we're clawing our way to like balance a bunch of things. But knowing that Hannah and Dan kind of like where we record, they kind of, I think within a week you got in the groove, mm-hmm. um, that they can kind of run with that. And they understand personally and professionally what their expectation is of this piece of content and of, of myself. Um, but you're able, you guys have literally run with it and it's just huge kudos to you. Um, and I think from an audience perspective, we've been consist- pretty consistent with it. Um, you understand like, hey, pretty much every Wednesday or every, you know, if we say there's a part one, there's going to be a part two, it's going to be released the following week. Like we don't drop the ball. That's the other part of growing a, an audience. And then I think the third part is, is we were talking about from like the marketing and telling your story side is if, if you say you have no time to tell your story or put out content for your organization or for your personal brand, come up with one routine. It could be once a month, I'm going to write one blog post and share it. Mm-hmm. Um, or once a week, I'm going to share my Spotify playlist to my audience. Um, or, you know, once a week or, or once a day, I'm going to take one Instagram post and share it of like, here's what I'm working on or here's where I am. Yeah. Um, so whatever that routine is, whether it's by the hour, by the day, by the month, by the you know, quarter, like figure out what that routine is that you can do and or your audience can expect from you mm-hmm. and your, or your staff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Dan, what else? You want to get back on camera, Dan, or no? <laughs> I think we scared him away. Um, Oh man, where where else can well, we go we with this? We covered a lot, else? but we have so much more that we can talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, so we have reaching out here, and I, I alluded to it in the practice of what you preach, but um, I realized that our own network was right in front of us, and mm-hmm. that the niche movement community attracts eighty percent of the people, but really our revenue, the eighty percent of our business, is from the digital, our our content creation, our videos, our photo, and mm-hmm. our services. Um, but their their stories and their their networks are slowly kind of intertwined because everybody has these stories and these cool jobs that they're doing. Yeah. And I think that's, that allows us on the instrument side and the digital side to like, we can help out with either like, Hey, you, you want to be the best company and, and brand yourself and, and re, you know, attract young professionals and be all about employee engagement. Like this is what we preach. You want to be on our show. You could do that. Um, and on the digital side, like you have a story to tell, like we can help mm-hmm. do that or, or you need help with marketing, social media. Um, but I, I, what I'm realizing is like this world is just super small. Mm-hmm. Stepping outside of Rutgers and student affairs, I realized like, yes, that world is small, being on my own in a big, the nation's capital in DC. Here's a, here's a great example. I, this, this is a third one, but so Dan's, Dan's sister, Joy, oh, yeah. cuts hair at, at the standard barbershop in Fairfax. I'm going there next Friday, I cannot wait. Um, there's something I look forward to. Yeah, I can see Dan's got a fresh cut. Yeah. Um, so here's how small the world is. is um, this is seven months before I knew you, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Dan says, Hey, I'm like, I was like, Dan, I moved to the area. Where should I get my haircut? He says, Oh, my sister cuts hair. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. She gave, she gave me one of the best haircuts I've had since high school. So jo- I hope Joy's listening to this. I'll tell her this next week. Um, so for like six, seven months in a row, I go get my haircut, right? Build relationship with Joy, talk about Dan. And, um, then all of a sudden Hannah gets hired and and I think within a week, she's like, oh, my boyfriend, Chris, we started Red Hatchet Outdoors. He works in Fairfax. His office is like, I think it's next to the standard. And I'm like, yeah. yeah it's because we were going to go yeah, and, then, um, and interview them because they're yeah. a great business, uh, quality product, get a great cut. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go interview them and talk to them. 
And I, I mentioned that to you, and you said the standard, like, yeah. that's so you're funny. Like, you're like, oh, we're going to interview Joy, and, and who's the other guy's name? Dustin. Dustin. And actually, yeah. we were we were just going to interview Dustin, because yeah. that's who cuts Chris's hair. Yeah. Um, and Joy would just happen to be there that night. And I was like, you know what? I think I know your brother. Yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden, like, these, the three of us all of a sudden, like, just weirdly, like, yeah, like, I know, I know Daniel, et cetera. Like, that, that's, like, small town stuff. But, like, I think the, the bigger level, um, you know, we put out the Nitrimin e-course and we had this girl, Amy, reach out to us to take the course. She works at a school in New York. And all of a sudden, Amy becomes a big Nitrimin advocate and like she shares something on her Instagram account. I shot an engagement photo session for a former student that graduated three years ago. And um, his fiance, Randy, comments that, oh my God, that's Max's friend, Kevin. You're part of Nitrimin. She said, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I comment in and like this whole weird circle. I, I would never met Randy if it wasn't through Max and doing their engagement photo shoot. And then literally three weeks later, Amy and I were at the same con- convention at ACPA in Montreal. She came to my happy hour. I met her boyfriend who works at Shippensburg, who then I knew somebody, Marsha, who we did a Habitat for, like just super, like I'm in Montreal, out of the country, and like just super small weird <laughs> shit like that. That's crazy. And it's, it's happened like weirdly serendipitously, like once a month, something like that happens. Yeah. Um, and, and again, transactionally, business, I, nothing may ever come out of this and I'm not looking for anything to come out, but like, it's just amazing how quickly, and my, I think, I don't know if my mom and dad listen to this. I don't think they do. Um, my mom like, does. That's awesome. I don't, does your, does your family, do they know what you're up to or? No. Um, <laughs> but like, the secret I try to explain to them, like, you know, my mom doesn't understand Snapchat. She doesn't understand like what I do and that's okay. It's from a different generation. They're in their late fifties, sixties, but like. I think that we have this ability, like everybody thinks we're on our phone and social media, et cetera. But I think when you find that balance of like social media and real world connections mm-hmm. and you have a, you're just a really good person, yeah. I think that's what makes the world such a smaller place. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit, like you start to connect with people. Yeah. And, and that goes back to our networking. That's how some of these opportunities that we've had has come about because we've been at the right place at the right time or somebody knew somebody. Mm-hmm. It hasn't, there's been very, very few business opportunities that have been through a cold email. Yeah. So. That's Although what, that doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't hurt. And, and listen, in June, there's going to be a little bit of a lull business-wise. And that's, I'm going to spend that, that's going to be June. Those 30 days are going to be about outreach. Mm-hmm. Building out a new website, which hint, hint, we have something new coming. Um, doing outreach, getting, you know, one, one day, two day events and conferences that we can do photo and video for, um, and bring out a new client. So, and that actually reminds me of another topic we thought we were going to talk about. I think Um, I know where you're going. Yeah. Just the like flexibility, pushing deadlines, that, that whole thing. Okay. I've seen something, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. I don't know really where I was going with that, but, um, it just, we have to be kind of flexible in our routine, Mm -hmm. uh, to say, you know, we're not going to push this out before we're ready. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's it's April, was it, Tay? April 28th? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, on May 2nd, we were going to release two big announcements. Mm-hmm. One for Nitrament and one for something else we're working on. Um, and I want to do it both simultaneously because I think it would be big enough and draw up enough attention. But um, two and a half weeks ago, we, we were hired by AU to do one another video. Mm-hmm between balancing that, our own stuff with niche movement, our two current clients, um, another big video. So we're, we're balancing a lot. Um, and I was like, guys, I'm like, I don't have the bandwidth. There's no way you guys probably do. 
I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to half-ass it, or I don't want to do one or the other. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and there's, I think, other smaller details I want in place with one of the niche movement announcements. Um, so I'm looking to aim to shoot for June. I think if if we announce it by end of June, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, but the flexibility and me being okay with that, like sometimes I get super ambitious, super passionate, and I think I took a big step back and I emailed you guys said, hey, time out. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Hannah has, um, you had finals. Dan's graduating high school in three or f five, six weeks, six weeks, something like that. Um, so that was one. Um, so being flexible and realizing like, just because you're super determined or ambitious, like taking things in chunks and being flexible and moving deadlines, it's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, last thing that we learned, I like sharing the downs, um, is, and I made a video about this and, and I don't know where I want, how I want to bring this up, but like, we met some awesome people, right? Like both through the niche movement, through WeWork, through the digital work yeah. we're doing, right? And I think you can kind of tell when you we kind of are simpatico and jive with people. Um, Definitely. And and so I had a I had a gut check uh, a couple of weeks ago where the client we were working with that we thought was going super well, um, it slowly started to just. I'm trying to find the word. Yeah. Um, the the warts started showing, mm -hmm. um, and we were doing really good work. And and I think you know they had somebody else get involved, and um, that threw the entire dynamic off. Um, I don't creative is subjective. I tell this to our team, and I, I hear Gary Vaynerchuk say it all the time, and I really appreciate it because creative is subjective. What I yeah, like, the music you like, the, the books you like, the, the the visuals you like are completely different than what Dan likes and what I like. So I'm okay with that, but. I think the and Dan and I have been talking about this, the process, the way we do work, the way we want to do work, how we do it, who we do it with. That's where I think some of the wheels started to fall off. Yeah. Um, talk about experience, right? Like, like you are 20, some, 20 something years old, finishing up with college soon. And like, that was something that affected you in some capacity. It was your work. Uh, you yeah. were attached to that client. And I mean, I'm kind of an emotional person. Yeah. So, uh, and I know that you know, creative stuff is subjective, yeah. but to hear someone say, I don't like that or, you know, make fun of something or say that it, it wasn't good, um, hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of hard for me to, to not let that get in the way to say like, all right, that's how they feel. How can we mm -hmm. improve and do better? And we did. And, and, and we, we I, had, I had a meeting and we had a meeting together. And our um, hope and, was and, to continue to work. And, 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 it, and it was on track too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I won't get into the degree because it's not fair to us, not fair to their, our, our client, our, our, our former client. But most of the story is I had to make an executive decision because in my gut, it just didn't feel right. Um, the scope of work, everything involved just didn't feel right any longer. And um, if I felt like if we were going to move forward, it, just, it would have been fighting uphill. And um, long story short is, and I mentioned this in the video I made, but like I have been a solopreneur or entrepreneur for 18 months. I had mentors at Rutgers. I had mentors in higher education. Aside from really my wife, Courtney, like I didn't have another small business owner to call up and be like, hey, Dan, um, you're a videographer. Like, what should I do? Like, have you experienced this? I mean, we talked about it, but like, there's probably one person, Crystal Boo, I would have called it. I probably should have in hindsight, but like, I didn't have that mentor to be like, have you experienced, how'd you handle it? Like I was literally, like we were literally Google searching like templates on like an email to write to like dismiss a contract or client. Mm -hmm. um, but the big indicator was we just alluded to we had an influx of work because we put out content we put out great work we put ourselves out there 
and we just keep repeating. So we had some opportunities come our way that I thought would keep us afloat for the next three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know what? This just isn't, isn't adding up. I was in a fortunate position. But what I alluded to also when I made this video is, listen, three months from now, like July get it, and we could be like, like what's what's next? Yeah. And then we, that's when we have to like, 100 cold emails, we need to go to networking events, we need to really hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's more putting out content, whatever it might be, but like, it was a somewhat unfortunate, but fortunate event. And I think the best thing that came out of it is it was all done professionally and pleasantries. And at the end of the day, I said, hey, good luck. They said, good luck. And I said, if you know anybody that could use our services, social media, creative, et cetera, uh, the, the GM that we were dealing with, she, she said right back and said, without a doubt. Yeah. So that's, a, that's another good thing to bring up is that even when emotions get involved, mm-hmm. it's always best to end things on a good term with people. And I would say with the GM, like, I think it, like, I have no problem going into that, going there, mm-hmm. seeing them again. Um, I think on both accounts, I, I think they saw it. If anything, I hope we, we lit a spark or um, they- Inspired you know, them in some way. I, I hope they lit a spark for them and for us. And, and I know for me that, and I think Dan, you wrote it in your email back to me, you're like, it's always good to kind of set that benchmark, like what it, what makes good work, good client, how do we want to operate? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a gut check for me. And um, because I basically passed up on, on opportunity for income, both for the business, for myself, um, but, it, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of speechless, but yeah. there was something in my gut that just was like, I don't, I don't think based on what Evolve is going to, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, there's just going to be more friction and it's not going to allow us to do the work that we want to do. So. Yeah. And um, I think that's another good point is that when you don't have anyone to look to, or if you don't know the right person to call, the first thing you should do is trust your intuition because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, you've been through a lot of experiences in your life. I know yeah. yours are different from yeah. mine, mine yeah. are different from Dan's. Yeah. Uh, but in our own experiences, our pasts will inform our decisions for the future. And it's best to listen to yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, let me see my phone real quick. So so Mandy, who, Mandy Stewart, who's our editor-in-chief uh, for the Instrument, she, she runs our blog. I texted her and was like, we're doing a podcast. If you want to text me or share anything uh, that you learned, what would it be? Oh, all right. She got back to me. I was going to say, it probably um, has like a million exclusives. All right. So, so let me give you one other thing. And whether we split this up into two or not, I, I kind of like the dialogue so far. Dan, are you like where we're going? You want to get back on camera one more time? No. This is why Dan's behind the camera. Um, so Mandy Stewart, she was, uh, she was a contributing editor for about a year. And then she expressed interest right before Christmas of like, hey, I'd love to get more involved. She actually applied for the graph design internship. And I said, Hey man, I know that like, you're in your, your, your mid to late twenties, you're a professional. This is very small, both stipend as well as work. She's like, I want to get involved. I never thought I would have remote employees, but um, she's, she's literally taken on more than I expected. She over communication, she's just, she's just on top of it. And she's taking our, our blog and our content and, and the niche. And one of the things we're going to announce this summer to the next level. And she's out in Chicago. And she has so much energy. She it's does. Incredible. And you can like, probably pick it up on email and text. And even though she's remote, like there, we had a, we had a couple of Google hands, but you can kind of get a sense of who she is and her energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's, Definitely. she's hustling. She's yeah. got her, she, she runs, she's, she's inspiring for sure. Yeah. And she, she runs a jewelry business on the side. She's in mission council full time. She's doing this. Um, and we've come up with what we call a tornado of ideas that we're just trying to keep, you know, in a tight circle, but we have a lot of big things coming uh, in June. Um, so she said, Reword, reword in a way that makes sense, but these came to mind right away. And I love it. She's using emojis. So number one, um, 
I'm going to read this for verbatim, Mandy, so then, then we can maybe we can break it down. Uh, it's easy to talk about something you're passionate about. I find myself wanting to tell everybody about the niche movement, and I haven't felt like that about an organization, community, job in a while. Explanation point. Wow, that means a lot. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, it's also easy to find motivation when you're into what's go- what what the org is all about, their mission, goals, etc. Hmm. That's that's awesome. A- anything you would echo or or break down from that? Um, just that I agree. You know, when you feel strongly about something, it's a lot easier to talk about it. Um, just because you have the excitement yeah. backing everything yeah. up. And and people ask me all the time, like. Sometimes people are confused by what I'm doing, where I'm doing it. Like, you know, some people thought, Kat, I thought you left Rutgers to go through the niche movement full time. I did, but the digital is where it's at right now, where we're making money and supporting the niche movement. But I alluded to early in the podcast is 80% of the, the community just, they, they're inspired by this message of like ending employment and happiness and sharing resources and talking about this and having this dialogue of like, you shouldn't be in your 20s, 30s, or even 50s or 60s at the end of your career and hate your job. Mm-hmm. There's, just, there's just too many ways to do it differently. Um, so that means a lot. I'm glad you shared that. Second one I love a lot. Number two is authenticity wins. She said it's all about stories, real concrete and authentic stories that people can connect to, which is what we're doing with our guests and, and why we're doing this um, really off the cuff. And yeah, I was going to say um, that's why all of our podcasts are not scripted. Yeah, just I mean, and this is the first time I think we've actually put some notes up on the board. Yeah. Um, so she says, I think that's what our community is all about. Authenticity relationships are built on authenticity. So authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. That was one of our first keywords when we mm-hmm. brainstormed this podcast to bring it back. Uh, number three, you don't have to be in the same city to feel part of a team. And she's given the high fives um, emoji. I, I would totally agree. And Manny, I set this up obviously saying that I, I never expect to have remote employees i mean we have remote contributing editors but um yeah i feel we have a google hang almost every week and i feel more connected to you than i have with some of my coworkers at Rutgers. um so yeah it's interesting it's interesting to unfold um we're at like 35 minutes um i'm i'm curious so and, and i don't know who's listening this this long into it but like what have you learned whether you've listened to one podcast, read a blog post, stumbled upon the instrument, maybe you haven't and you're just listening and you're like, I just learned something about myself. Maybe it's something technically technical. Maybe it's something within your organization. I'm curious what you have learned um, and what you would want to share with us. And, and, and maybe you don't even have to reply to us. Just think about what have you learned in the last three months? Because I think yeah. it's important to do self-reflecting, take a step back and also appreciate like all the, the work that you're doing. So... Team, Dan, Hannah, anything else? Come on, Dan, one more thing. Anything else? <laughs> Pearl of wisdom. What was, what was the favorite thing you've been a part of? Or what were you just going to say before okay. I cut you off? Um, so, and whether you want to be on camera or not. Okay. Dan's well, going to come to the microphone. That's why he's, he's coming here. But we can pick um, it up. Yeah. Okay, so Mandy was talking about how she's you know so passionate about this and whatnot. And all I could think about was... Um, when I was young, I, I wanted to start a business making hats and I love learning these more were, about Dan um, every day. I'm <laughs> this is, uh, I, I called them Dan hats and they were, <laughs> they were, they were, 
five and a half foot long stocking caps that you could use as a scarf. And um, uh, it was a fun, crazy idea. And I was, you know, learning how to sew. And uh, it was, I don't know, it was, it was a lot of fun. How old were you? I was, this was started at the end of elementary school and ended at the beginning of high school. Okay. Um, so four years ago-ish. Yeah. So uh, when I was little, I was really into this and I always thought, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, branch this out into like a full clothing so You already had the entrepreneurship. Right. I love and it. And I was okay. thinking, um, you know, this is going to be my future. This is going to be what I do when I grow up. I'm going to have like Dan hats and cool Hat empire. <laughs> right. And, um, but... My sister started getting good at cutting hair, and I started not wanting hat hair. And so, <laughs> as I as I would still I would still make these, and I was still had big plans. I just never wore them, and I really actually didn't. You know, I didn't use my product. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it that much, <laughs> and uh, it my my great empire of Dan hats suffered because of. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, that was just the first thing that came to mind when Mandy was talking about being passionate about something. That was one thing that, you know, I was, I was very passionate about it. And even, even when my passion died, I, I, I thought I can still market this, you know, mm -hmm. still make money off of this, but it, it didn't work out because, you know, I didn't care about it that much. I didn't like wearing my hats. Mm -hmm. So that's just, you know, goes to show how, how important it is to be passionate about something, you know. Um, another thing, when you were talking about being an, uh, an intern here, all I could think about, for, for credit, mm -hmm. all I could think about was, you know, if I was required to get an internship for school, mm -hmm. probably like not care about it that much. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if you're gonna do that in your job, like I need to make a living, and so I'm a, and then you get a job that like I don't know, maybe your your parents like wanted you to go into a certain field or something, and you're doing something you don't enjoy. That just like it's you know I have to I have to have make a living. I have to mm -hmm. you know do an internship for school. If you're not gonna enjoy it, you know yeah I don't know. It just all I think what you just passion. said have to right yeah. Um, and I look at, I mean, we're all th like, I'm going to be 33, you're mid twenties, you're 18. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah, your birthday's coming up. Yeah. I, I, I sit, you know, people say like, I wish I knew, or I had the skills that when I was you know, your age or if I was your age again. And like, part of me is like, sure. But also this journey that I've been on where I've sacrificed, I've sweated out. I've had awesome experiences, awesome jobs, sometimes awesome. Like, there's, there's been tons of, tons of ups and downs, um, but I wouldn't give up those last eight to 10 years or even going back as far as college because just when I was in the interview with the, the CEO of Gallup the other day, I was like, me doing Habitat for Humanity raising $7,000 in six weeks, like it's, it, it, part of me was like, when I had to get my first client or paycheck, it's <laughs> Dan, Dan says don't hit the table. That's what he learned is, is make sure Kevin doesn't hit the table. But um, I was like, shit, like if I didn't do that, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have that same feeling or tenacity. And, um, but 
I think that have to, and that's what I want to still instill within everybody is like, you don't have to do this. Sure, you have to be practical. Like you can't quit your job tomorrow. I thought I was gonna quit my job two months after I started Nitruman. I'm still not making enough money off of it, to be honest. Um, but, but there's a community there and there's something greater and it might take five, 10 years, I don't know. It may, may take forever. Um, but you don't have to do what you're doing. There's other ways to make money or make a living or, and maybe it's a side hustle. Um, or working for Dan Hats, Dan's Hats. <laughs> I think it's just Dan Hat. Dan, Dan, Dan Hats. Yeah. So you didn't believe you, you you did you sell any? Oh, I did. Yeah. I, um, well, but you just weren't a consumer. In you weren't a consumer. School, everybody bought Dan Hats. It was fantastic. <laughs> Please, I want to. I want to see one. I want one so yeah. bad. Oh yeah. I well, so wait, we yeah, need to have Facebook page is still up. Niche so. movement hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're. they're I'm not gonna lie, they are, they are, they are pretty cool. Just not my thing. <laughs> That's okay. You don't yeah. have to be the. Yeah. You just have to be the thought leader. You have to be the, the person that navigates it. You, yeah. you know. And I do have some overstock that I uh, look at. That. Make the right hook. <laughs> if you, if, uh, if you guys uh, want some Dan hats, <laughs> I'm putting one up on on our Instagram next week. Yeah, that's so. too funny. That's cool. But uh, I mean, you can see here. So like, we have an 18 year old. Uh, you're 25-ish, 20, 25 ish, 25, 25, I mean, 30, like, I think we all are, um, we're all doing something different. We see the world differently, but, um, and whether you're older than us or younger than us, um, there's just too many tools right here. I'm holding up my iPhone uh, and there's just, what we alluded to, there's just, it's too easy to connect with people and every, there's somebody that is interested in what you're doing mm -hmm. and whether that pays the bills or not, or, or, or somebody wants to hire you, that's something completely different, but that's, that's what you have to figure out. And maybe that's where season three will go in, in more technique and we'll get some guests. Um, I think that's all we got. We're there's at like, Andrew. There's Andrew. Uh, we got like 40 minutes of content. I'm not sure how Dan's going to split this up, but we can, we can go I feel like we could keep talking and yeah. have three episodes, yeah. but, but that's just me. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, it's, it's the end of April. I feel like we've been working our ass off. I'm super proud of Hannah and Dan's contribution, Mandy's contributions, our editor's contributions. Super fortunate for the clients that we've gotten to do work with. AU, GW, Lemonade Day, ACPA, um, Bread First even, and, and all these other clients. And um, there's plenty of things that I sacrifice right now, but like the fact that tomorrow I can figure out what my day's gonna look like um, is something I don't think I could trade in for a full-time boss with making probably twice as much. Mm -hmm. um, but seriously, thank you guys. And I'll be straight up, if you're listening all the way to the end, we have two huge announcements I've alluded to already that I want to, I'm excited to share. It's going to take us to, to probably the third or fourth level of things that we've been doing. So um, thank you guys for listening. The last plug I would make is if you, if there's a guest or yourself wants to be on the podcast, email me, Kevin at the niche movement.com or the Snapchat. Take if you want to, if, or somebody, again, I'm telling you guys the Snapchat, we're, we're like, we we're breaking over a hundred views already. We're at like 115 views yesterday. Uh, I think we have three, 400 people following us. So like, this is something that like, it's, I haven't seen something this work as well in, in 20 some days as this. Um, and it is really cool. I know the other day yeah. we had Bridget from the Dr. Oz yep. show. And yep. of course, like I've never been back backstage on Dr. Oz no. show. So it was really cool to see that and to get that and then hire Ed. Yep. And, and she gave advice and, and yeah. Yeah. So very cool. Thank you for listening to all these tangents. Um, <laughs> this was just an episode of tangents. It really was. <laughs> and that's going to that's gonna probably be the title. Yep. But again, thank you guys. 
Expect uh, for us to be back in mid-June with some other content. Peace out.